Hi, I'm Big Nkrumah. And I'm Audio Nerd 64 And we are your gamer friends. Yay! Yeah, we're back at you for another week talking about the latest in video games and geekery. Nerdery. Nerdery. Get it right. Get the branding right. Whoops. <laughs> anyway. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about a few things. Uh, you're really excited about the Spider-Man. <gasps> so excited. The Spider-Man game. I am. You're really excited about PUBG. I am really excited about PUBG as always. No one is excited about Destiny 2. <laughs> Apparently not. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it though. Um, what else we got? Less people are excited for No Man's Sky. That's true. Coming to Xbox. Uh, and then we've got a few awesome games with gold. That's coming out. I'm excited about that for sure. A few things. Things. What nerdy things are we getting into? Uh, we went to a nerdcore rap show. Yes, we did. Uh, that was pretty dope. That experience. Marvel dropped some Infinity War posters. Yes, they did. And the Russo brothers gave us a little pre-movie threat. Threats? That's accurate. It was loving. But it was a threat. <laughs> CW show renewals. Woo-woo. Can't wait to talk about that. Ooh. And some cancellations. <laughs> Donald Glover's Deadpool. And I want to talk about Taraji because I love her. Acrimony. I'm not sure that qualifies as nerdery. It doesn't count as nerdery, but we're a black show and (laughs) I'm allowed to talk about it because it's my show. That's right. That's right. Then on the home screen, you're finally playing The Division. I am finally playing The Division. Lord. Uh, Marvel Strike Force came out. Good mobile game. Love a good mobile game. Stan and mobile. And we played some Sea of Thieves. We did play some Sea of Thieves. I don't know why you left. You'll see why for here. (laughs) Uh, And then lastly, we are going to break some things down. We are going to talk about racism in the gaming community, specifically on Twitch, pretty in-depth. Yeah, it all would have been in the news, but it was a lot. Mm. And we feel like this uh, deserved a more nuanced discussion. So this week we're going to do something different and break into a discussion for the second half of the show. All right, so let's log on. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It's coming out. Does whatever. Coming out September 7th. I'm very excited. (laughs) He's just singing and excited. I have a Spider-Man shirt on as we speak. That's true. So yeah, the announcement dropped today. As I live and breathe. (laughs) In this wonderful year of 2018. Where everything's perfect. It looks amazing. I'm super excited about it. I am always excited about a superhero game that does not coincide with the movie. Mm-hmm. Although, Spider-Man 2, that came was great. Before, was fantastic. Was great. Although, there is an although to this although, the best Spider-Man game to ever come out Ooh. was the here? one, yes, bold claims, the one that came out in 2000 for the original PlayStation and PC. Wow, you're really wrong. Houseway. Mm. Spider-Man is the pinnacle of Spider-Man games. I still stand by I, the 2000 game, and maybe this is my nostalgia speaking, but my oof, that game was amazing. Anyway, we're not going to get into this debate because we're talking about the news. We're not debating. Mm. You know, there's a better game. We got the announcement today. Standard edition, digital deluxe edition. Which gives you some DLC. I think for three missions with like new characters, 
new stories, all that good stuff. And the collector's edition, which I'm super duper excited about, because you get all the wonderful DLC. And there's a collector's edition with the aforementioned DLC, a steelbook case, art book, a statue mm. that is half blocked out on their picture, because apparently it contains some spoilery content. Hmm. Can't you spoil. Know I don't think that they would call it a statue. It's got to be like a collectible. Collectible. They called it a statue, figurine. A figurine. I don't know. They need to. They need to get into with the nomenclature. I think figurine is standard. Maybe. Uh, but they also threw in a bunch of extra digital shit, and it's only 150 bucks. I feel like that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like most collectors editions are like 250 plus. No. The Destiny Two one was. That's why I mistook it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna little sidebar. When I purchased Destiny Two, I didn't have an Xbox, <coughs> so I purchased the Collector's Edition because it was just as expensive as an Xbox plus the game. I thought I thought it was an Xbox and the game bundle. It was just the Collector's Edition of the game, and it was hella expensive. So that is my frame of reference here. Fair enough, fair enough. I don't think that most collector's editions that I've seen have been that pricey. But at the same time, I am not the type of person who will buy in a, a collector's edition uh, of really anything. Even well, a am. game that I really love. Um, I'm especially a game that I don't know if it's going to be that good. It's going to be good. I feel like for them to promote it so much so early... Like, you know it's going to be a hit. Hmm. I feel like we have uh, seen a lot of that from a lot of different companies recently that maybe didn't deserve it. I have faith. Okay. I mean, I have no reason to say that it's going to be bad. I don't think it's going to be bad. I I certainly don't even want to try and portray myself as some kind of, like, hater on the Spider-Man game. Because I'm not. I'm excited for it, too. I just wouldn't drop $150 on something that I don't know is going to be amazing. I think for the the extra shit. But this, you're talking to someone who got a Mass Effect Andromeda, um, Loot Crate. Ooh. And... <laughs> Had some buyer's remorse there, didn't you? I, it's nice collectible things. I like the hoodie. <laughs> Even though I don't fit it well anymore. Whatever. But yeah, Game Informer seems to be the the folks that have all the news and the the, the things. They got the cover story. The cover story. The cover looks amazing. Alec Ross. Alex Isn't Ross. Right there? That's it's Mega Man. Oh. That must be last month's issue. It must be coming in the mail for me then. Yeah, unless it's just digital. But who knows? I it's not just digital. I don't know, maybe. No. We'll see. The digital cover looks great. Hmm. Alex Ross at the art. I didn't see it. It's fantastic to my likes. Well, I have to go check them out. You go check out my tweets. In other news, uh, PUBG has a new map. A little little bite-sized map. <laughs> little little fun-sized mini-map. I think it is roughly half the size. Uh, I've watched a few hours of gameplay of it. Again, uh, to reiterate, I am a console scrub. I do not yet have a gaming rig on my PC. Boo. I know. So I haven't played even Miramar. <laughs> but um, That's true. Is that coming up for us soon? Early spring was what they said. Okay, it's early spring now, so maybe... In a few weeks, probably. Hmm. Within the next few weeks, I would bet. I'm excited. Um, Anyway, 
We'll cover that in depth when it actually comes, but uh, PC is getting another new map. It's called Savage. The theme of it is uh, South Asian, I think specifically like Vietnam, Thailand, like that kind of jungly vibe. The architecture seems really, really cool. The game is not textured at all yet, and so all of the buildings currently look horrible, but it's like the skeleton, and you can imagine how grand and like fabulous they're going to be. Like these jungle palaces out in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They just look really cool. And it also introduces a gameplay mechanic that was in the original map, but has since gone away. So there was dynamic weather in the PC version of uh, the original map for a long time. Did not know that. Yeah, and but because of, I guess, just the stress on the, the gaming rigs, <laughs> it just wasn't a stable feature. And so they got rid of it, and one of the aspects of that was fog, and this map gets really foggy. Um, mm. And I've noticed a few games where it starts out pretty clear, and then um, it starts creeping with fog as the game goes on, mm-hmm. which is not for a very long time because, as you mentioned, it's uh, a pretty small map in comparison. So yeah, everything so is just happening is just... a lot faster. Real quick. Yeah. Although they did change how the circle behaves. So now the circle does shrink faster in terms of like when you have to get to the next circle, you have less time. But Mm. the actual circle speed itself, you can almost always outrun it. I think uh, always outrun it. Ah, which is definitely not the case. (laughs) (laughs) We would like, because our play style is definitely like, for the most part, we're not like the big like, all right, let's just drop into the most heavily populated area and just go a guns a blazing. Right. We try to pick like, Really remote pockets, corners on I the very on the far outskirts. side. Stay on the outskirts, and then we, you know, either we just get lucky. Fight our way in. Yeah, we fight our way in. We either get lucky and we're in the circle, or it is on the complete opposite side of the map. Exactly. Where we landed. Um, so yeah, there are plenty of times where we're just like, well, I guess we're uh, we're not gonna make this one because <laughs> half the time someone forgot to look at the timer, right? Or someone didn't listen to someone when they said that we needed to go. Hmm. I don't know what you could be talking about, hmm. but I do think in this one, at the very least, uh, when you know it's water, when you know that the circle is coming, you can start running and outrun it. And oftentimes, I find the way that we play, we end up in these engagements while the circle is closing in on yes, us. Yes, so you're like trying to shoot someone <laughs> as you're also trying to get into this. It's a hot right, mess. Exactly. Hot and mess. this seems like it almost forces a little bit more of that type of play, but it's a little easier to remain outside of the circle and not have that be like a detrimental part of it as right. long as you don't get caught up. Yeah, I constantly kill people and then loot them and then the blue takes me and then I die. It happens all the time. <laughs> that sucks. It happens all the time. Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to something else that is miserable, uh, Destiny 2. <laughs> Damn, miserable. I, you know what? I got to say, there's two pieces of news this week that are just really sad. Um, Number one, in the big update two weeks ago now, they introduced Nightfall-specific loot. So uh, it's the first step in Strike-specific loot. If you run the Nightfall, you have a chance at getting this new exotic item. That sounds great. What's the problem, Nick? Nick, (laughs) what's the problem? What could be wrong with that? What could be wrong with loot? Specific loot. 
Loot specific loot. Well, um, <laughs> what could be wrong with it? Well, if the loot wasn't all cosmetic. Um, oh. Yeah, there's only three weapons uh, <laughs> that are strike specifically. They literally were like, hey, here's the thing. We can make the game better. And then they just were like, no, the worst That's a part fumble. is that they Huge delayed delivering strike specific loot specifically because they wanted to, quote, make it better. Your face of disgust, you were just like, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> I am disgusted. Uh, one of the top posts on the Destiny subreddit, y'all, I told y'all in the last episode I would wait and see what Reddit said before I log on, and Reddit said not to. Um, it was a Double hot mess there. there. You didn't log into Destiny, but you are logging into the news here. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> the, the the Reddit post was uh, brash. <laughs> they were not happy about the fact that not only was this piece of loot cosmetic, it actually has worse perks than previously available items that are not as rare. That's a lot. Yeah, you're really better off just not doing it. Wow, could you imagine having a part of the game and it's like, well, you could do it, but you'd be better off not playing in this content. Yeah. Could you um, Oof. That's, it's, it's that's, pretty that's rough. Um, and the second piece of news is oh, shit, the player count. Piece. <laughs> yeah, the player count uh, has officially cratered. Um, apparently, at its all-time high... So the title is a little misleading. At its all-time high, 8.4 million concurrent players on all platforms. It's a hefty amount. It is a hefty amount. I mean, it's a pretty massive amount of people playing Destiny 2. Now, there are only 800,000 at the very most. And apparently, that data is a little outdated, and the real number is more like 500. Which... Again, nothing to scoff at. I'm sure a lot of AAA games are not getting 500,000 players. Yeah. But in comparison to 8.4 million, that is uh, not a lot. That's not a lot. And apparently not even uh, Trials really came back after the the update. Seemed like a few streamers checked it out and they were like, yeah, it's better. And they went on to play other things again. (laughs) That's rough. Well, uh, I guess the next time we'll talk about Destiny is when this new DLC drops next month. That or uh, there is some bubblings that a bunch of content creators have been uh, offered the chance to fly out to Bungie and playtest a bunch of new stuff. So there might be some news coming out of that. So that might be the next time that we get some news. All right. Well, whatever. I'm indifferent. At this point, sad. That's pretty sad. <sighs> Whatever. What's next? No Man's Sky. Uh, is, this is a game I have not played. Well, there might be a reason for that. It was one of those games that completely overpromised and then underdelivered <laughs> on what it was supposed to be. Running theme. Yeah, it was a PlayStation exclusive when it came out. So the fact that it's coming to Xbox uh-huh. is a big deal because the only other way that you could have played it was on PC. Ah. However, like I said, most people abandoned the game not long after they realized, for instance, that you could never run into anyone else because you weren't sharing an instance, at least at first. <laughs> Ooh, 
that's that's bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, was the game good? Is it a fun no game? Uh, the campaign. We'll be talking about this soon, but it seems like it was the space Sea of Thieves. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Not to uh, spoil how I feel about Sea of Thieves, but <laughs> the funniest thing about it coming to Xbox is that they have given it a massive price reduction, a whole ten dollars, so you can buy it for fifty dollars <laughs> when it comes out. On <laughs> that is atrocious. <laughs> It's, it's almost as if they're guaranteeing that I would never try it. Right. It's like, well, you want it's me coming. to buy the shitty game that no one liked, that everyone complained about and wanted to get refunds for, and charge me just ten dollars less? Really? It should be in this economy. In this economy, I don't think so. In this good year of twenty eighteen, where nothing wrong has happened. Shit's <laughs> wild. Anything else? Next. There is anything else. Uh, well, that's the last thing. So yes, um, not next really. Xbox's games with gold for this month look dope AF. Hmm. Cars two, <laughs> getting. <laughs> Why am I the only one laughing? I thought it was a good joke. I'm sure there are people laughing with you, <sighs> but not you, <laughs> my co-host. Sorry, I'm insulted. Uh, but for real, for real, Dead Space 2 and Assassin's Creed Syndicate are both coming to Xbox Game of Gold on April 16th. And that's great because both of those games were in my gaming hiatus. And I heard that they were great, but I had no reason to like play them. Because like, why would I buy old ass games when I can get them for free 99 That's very true. I was really late to the party on Assassin's Creed Syndicate because, uh, number one, I was really turned off from what happened with Unity. And number two, I was deep in my Destiny addiction when Syndicate came out. Ah. Deep in my Destiny addiction. Very addicted to Destiny. Um, And I, it sat on my, I bought it, but I just didn't open it. I never played it. I didn't open it. I did finally get to it um, earlier last year. I did it before Destiny 2 came out, ironically. Ah, Well, what did you think about Syndicate? Like, I should download it? Should I play it? Is it better than Origins? No, it is not better than Origins, but it is the same old Assassin's Creed formula. Uh, I would say at its best since Brotherhood. I would probably rank it pretty high um, behind AC2 and AC Brotherhood, if I'm not including Origins. Like, if Origins hasn't come out yet, Syndicate is up there. Uh, They had really compelling characters. You're playing a set of twins, a male and female set of twins, um, the Fry twins. And uh, it's a pretty cool adaptation of London. They also managed to sneak in some time travel without it completely breaking the game. And it just gives you a little bit of a break. Uh, It's it's pretty good. I like it. Cool. Well, I'm probably going to end up just downloading them and not playing them for like... (laughs) Your backlog is uh, my backlog is ridiculous. I have still I'm like nowhere in Monster Hunter. I still have to play that. Uh, Origins still really behind. I have Quantum Break. I want to finish, but that one is a game that I'm like, oh, I'm not really in the mood to play a game. I'm I'm like kind of in the mood to watch a TV show. I can do both. Play (laughs) Quantum Break. And this spring sale is wild. I like, they have like a bundle of Battlefield and Titanfall 2 for like, it's like 20 or 30 bucks. It's like, I want it. Can't you get Titanfall 2 on its own for six right now? I think Titanfall, it was like 16. 
Oh, I think it was six. It was six? Six. Well, I think it's a... Oh, I don't know. I'll have to check. Either way, I want both of those games because um, I heard they were great. <laughs> when are you ever going to play them? I have no idea. <laughs> you need to take just a month off. A month off. And I dedicate can't like 48-hour periods to each game. To each game. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Dead Space 2. Have you played that before? Nope. I would never play it. Really? I don't do horror like oh, that. Oh, I forgot it was a horror game. You forgot it was a horror game? Well, I wasn't. I never played that. I never played any of them. Oh. But I heard it was great. Hmm. And people are really excited. I've heard that it was really good, too. I just, I, I couldn't do it. Like, I, I'm really excited for A Quiet Place, the movie that's coming out. But I cannot watch it until it comes out on DVD. <laughs> I don't know. Horror doesn't, like, freak. I think the problem with horror is that, like, most horror isn't that bad. Like, I've seen, like, a lot of horror movies that are, like, not that scary. And I'm like, oh, this is horror. But I feel like not one has really come along that was, like, really, you know, scares the fuck out of you. Hmm. So. I've seen uh, some clips of Dead Space, and it looks gory and disgusting and terrifying. Well, I'm excited. I'm sure it's going to be great for you. I'm very excited for you. Very excited for me, too. All right, let's stop talking about games. Let's get into some nerddom, specifically. These past two weeks in Nerddom. So in these past two weeks in Nerddom, uh, we're going to start off with something maybe a little off-brand. Um, we went to a Nerdcore rap show. Yes, we did. It looked like it was right out of the set of High Maintenance. I don't know if you uh, watch that show. You should if you don't. Um, and it was it was great. Uh, yeah, it was organized by Dunscap. Karma Kids rocked out. Samus. Rocked out, stole the show, really. She was great. Oh, the best. Um, Mega Ran. And I just need to mention one artist in particular. That was a lot. You know, I thought I was a nerdy person. <laughs> we we were out nerded. We were out. Okay, so like, <laughs> let's set the scene. Let's set the scene. Oh, my, nerdy, my nerdiness brought us back to it. Yeah. Because it started out too much. Yeah. So we're in this place. We're in an episode of High Maintenance. Everyone is just walking around. Every conversation you hear is just about video games. Everyone has a nerdy t-shirt on. Mm. Video game specific. Someone literally had a Switch at the show. Which is great. Was playing Zelda during the sets. Beautiful. What else do you do at a Nerdcore rap show? (laughs) I don't know. It was great. It was my Um, first one. It was your first one? It was my first one, too. I go to a lot of indie rap shows, but this is my first uh, Nerdcore one. I don't think I realized when you told me about it what it was. I thought I was just supporting the Karma Kids. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a a Mega Ran show. He was the headliner. And then, like, you know, I just happened to know about it because, you know, Uh I've worked on stuff for the Karma Kids and their members so that's so yeah i was like oh it's a video game themed obviously and i of course wanted to see samus because i saw her at the open mic show back when he performed at i can't remember the venue somewhere over the summer um so i was like i got i should go to this but yeah everything was great vibes music nerdy rap it's great and then and then uh this one artist gets up he goes by the name None like Joshua. And I, I had a good feeling of what I was getting into this night, but I did not expect to hear a song about Pickle Rick. I didn't either. And we did. 
we did hear 100% an entire song. Entire song. About Big Horror. And, you know, I, you know I'm you used to, to references. I'm not used to entire, the whole song. It was it was something. I thought I was a nerdy person. No, we were completely out. We were completely out nerded. I almost felt like I sh- needed to leave. Like I was like, oh, I didn't feel worthy. I didn't. I didn't feel room. worthy. I was like, they need to take my nerd card away, burn it, kick me out of the club. So he started out his set <clears throat> with a song about Samurai Jack. Yes, and I was like, oh, dope! A song about Samurai Jack. That's so interesting. Yeah. And then it was a Naruto song. And I was like, oh, interesting. It's a Naruto song. So there was one about Dragon Ball Z. There was a Dragon Ball. The, the, it, Attack it just on kept Titan. going. Star Wars. This guy touched every possible corner of nerddom that you possibly could touch. It was impressive. I'm going to see if I can find this Pickle Rick. Let's see if we can find the Pickle Rick song. Bars. Dude had flow. I'm not. That's the thing. I was like, you can't hate. You can't hate on that. You can't. Like, he he came correct. Like, if I was going to hear a Pickle Rick song. That's the Pickle Rick song I wanted to hear. He came correct. Good for him. What's really interesting about the Nerdcore Rap Show, though, is there was a group there that, as far as I'm concerned, was not talking about nerd rap. That's right. They were talking about some Hotep shit. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> Next. So, yeah, Infinity War. New posters. And the Russo brothers threaten us, basically. <laughs> it was the nicest threat that I've ever been threatened It with. was just like, hey, don't spoil the movie for everyone. This is going to be this is gonna be wild. This is going to be a wild ride. I think don't the most interesting it. aspect of the letter was that apparently still most people do not know what the full plot of the movie is. Which they are on like some Beyonce. I keep making this reference, but like the level of secrecy is like, oh, a visual album? <laughs> Girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine filming 13 different music videos? One on Coney Island, no less. And nobody knew what the fuck, like, not a thing was leaked. The most amazing part of that was that she had all those extras at a roller barn, and nobody said a thing. Nobody said a thing, and... <laughs> props to her lawyer for those, uh... And, uh <clears throat> props to the lawyer's assistant or intern who has to keep printing out all those NDAs. Like, I'm sure their paper... Those NDAs need to be at the White House, because... <laughs> <laughs> MCU level secret. Oh, but, which I'm sure he's trying to get, but we're not a political podcast, so I'm not going to do this. <laughs> Ugh, what's next? And the posters. Yeah, so finally we got some confirmation that Hawkeye was in the movie. Who knew? I didn't. <laughs> we couldn't tell from all the other posters. I was totally ready to completely do a bit about where in the world is Hawkeye. Like, I was ready to just speculate on this episode where he was, and he's in a poster now. So mm. he's in the movie. Did you see the tweet that Nerds of Color tweeted? Mm. It's like, so glad that we have all these Asian oh, actors. No. And you know they was going to do it. I was, no. I fell out. I was... <laughs> 
I she did it to herself, you. though. I can't with you. I'm, it was hilarious. Aren't you excited about some renewals at some DC network thing? Oh, <laughs> Yes. Marvel supremacy. All the CWDC shows got <laughs> renewals. I'm especially excited that Black Lightning got a renewal. It's great. It, I think, I don't know how, I don't know how, well, if their season is just as long as everyone else's and where I guess we're about to, at the halfway point. It's great. You really have to watch it. I highly recommend it, but I am happy to see that everyone got renewed. I am massively behind. I'm like a season behind on all the rest of them because it's just so much content. It's like 20 episodes per show. And I'm doing the nerd thing where I'm watching them all in chronological order. So like jumping back and forth. So that way, like I don't get spoiled because like they do the crossover episodes or like episodes where like a character will drop in. So I don't want to get spoiled in anything because that will happen. Um... So did I tell you about the weekend where I ended up watching three television shows to follow one SVU case? You did. <laughs> so this is like that times bad four. Not four times as bad. It's Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Supergirl, Supergirl. Because well, Supergirl counts, but it's weird how they like added her in. But whatever. Black Lightning. Black Lightning, which isn't a part yet, but maybe. We'll see. Um, Is there another one? Well, they had, like, the Vixen short that you was in between Seasons of Flash and Arrow's animated thing. It was really good. I liked it. Hmm. And then there's, like, Constantine you could watch. But whatever. It's a lot of great stuff. I'm really happy that it got renewed and more CWDC content for me. I really well, like it. I'm very excited Way for Way better you. than the movies. Very excited for all the DC fans. I'm... Um, very disappointed and very upset that on the Marvel TV show side, we actually got a cancellation. Donald Glover's FXX Deadpool show. Being real messy. Real. Okay, so he tweeted what I thought was an actual script mm. at like 4 o'clock. Because I like, I saw it. He tweeted at 4 o'clock in the morning. I woke up at like 6 and rolled around. I was like, ugh, I'm tired. You know, I just like peeked the phone. I was like, he wilding. Screenshot the whole thing. I was like, I'll check this out in a few hours. <laughs> Screenshot the whole thing just in case. Yeah, just in case. Which I'm glad I did because he deleted them. He deleted them. But I was like, because I thought it was a real script. I was like, oh my God, this nigga lost his mind. Let me just screenshot this shit before it gets taken down. Because it inevitably will. Mm. Me thinking that it was a real script. And I'm just going to go back to bed and look at this later. Um, It was a fake script. Obviously. obviously. And it was hilarious. It was mm. hella black. Which, I would be here for a Black Deadpool. Yeah. Because they always experiment on niggas anyway. So it actually makes sense. You say that a lot for someone who's about to say something else about the N-word later on the show. Spoiler. <laughs> anyway, a lot of shade. Very self-referential. It was like, oh, well, the people watching this. And then Deadpool's like, mm, people <laughs> reading this. Because it's a fake script. Haha. Um, for all you nerds, it was Bitcoin references, a Fortnite reference, all that good stuff. It was funny. You, I'm sure someone has those tweets, the screenshots. I'm pro- the Shade Room probably does. Oh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. We have them because I'm a good podcast host. Apparently I, so. My intuition, I was like, oh, I gotta gotta do the thing. You gotta get that content. Gotta get that content. Um, um, but yeah, I'm really sad that it wasn't a thing. And by this fake script, I'm sure it would have been really, really funny. But yeah, alas. I gotta say, like, I like Deadpool 
I'm not in any way a Deadpool hater, but I am not like a Deadpool lover like some people. I don't think he's like the best thing since sliced bread. I was excited for this because Donald Clover was behind it. Right. But, you know, I'm not so I'm I'm not like terribly torn up that I'm not going to see it. I'm not it's just too much. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. There's like the Krypton show from Sci-Fi. I'm not gonna watch it because I'm. It's overload. It's so is that much. supposed to be part of the DCEU? By I don't the think way? so. It's on Sci-Fi. So I, I'm actually not sure. I don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna watch it. Hmm. Whatever. I haven't even watched half the Marvel shows that aren't on Netflix. Yeah. There's the Marvel show on Fox. There's the Runaways. There's Legion, Runaways. I, I Cloak and Dagger is coming out, which right. they all have been getting good reviews. But it is it's a lot of content. I can't I'm exhausted. Up. But, yeah, Don Lover was petty as fuck. Could you imagine being like, I had time to write this, and then writing a complete fake script? <laughs> like, a full episode of a fake script. Wrote very the whole petty. Thing. So petty. I don't quite understand really what's at the root of that, though, because Atlanta seems to be going strong. Everyone is loving the new season. I'm loving the new season. It's great. Um, and I would have loved that kind of creativity in a cartoon medium because I feel like part of his whole aesthetic is really breaking uh, down what we expect to see and rebuilding it up. Just like Atlanta, I think, just turns a lot of tropes on their head. Mm-hmm. Uh, the past, the most recent episode, The Barbershop, like, <laughs> that was... Just a beautiful exaggeration of something that is really real. And I would have loved to see that kind of thing. I would have loved to see that kind of thing, not just Marvel uh, in the Marvel universe, but specifically in the cartoon medium, just to see what he does with it. But, you know, we'll see. Guess we'll never know. Maybe he'll get some other cartoon contract somewhere else. Let's hope. Last bit of nerdery news. And I just want to talk about this because... Nerdery news in quotes. I'm, I'm me. I just, I really want someone to write a decent movie for Taraji P. Henson. We you know what? Did we not... are the ones we are looking for. <laughs> Let's get together and write a decent <laughs> film for this woman to act in. Because, I mean, Proud Mary was... And I'm justifying this because Proud Mary was on the bit of the nerdy side because we all kind of thought it was going to be a little bit more of like a like a time piece movie. Like we, you know, I feel like the promo was like very like 70s. I'm just like, oh, it's going to be like a 70s action. What makes that nerdery? It's, it's like, a, like a 70s throwback film. I feel like that's like a nerd thing. Like an old school. Like I feel like watching like a Spike Lee joint or like if you made like a Spike Lee joint today... Not including the She's Gotta Have It debacle, but... I was just about to say, what do you think I feel like if you, like, make, like, a, oh, we're making, like, a 70s-type movie today, that's nerdish to me. Nerd is such a wide, such an overarching term, and I'm Mm -hmm. using it loosely here. Very loosely. Acrimony was a hot mess, and I am sick and tired of y'all putting Tarashi P. Henson in bad movies. I'm tired. What... I can't even, ugh, I just, I want so much for her. And I really like her in action movies. I really, or in that action genre, like she was really great in Person of Interest. I don't watch Empire. I don't really give a fuck about it. Because I hate music shows. Shocking. But like. It's pretty shocking. Really? I feel like the people who, who do things professionally hate shows about their profession. Like I'm sure doctors watch Grey's Anatomy and are like, 
this is bullshit. Or like <laughs> lawyers watch how to deal with murder and they're like, what? Or don't like when you watch Scandal. Okay, but that's because Scandal is completely ridiculous. I feel like Well now, nah, I feel like the first season was good. If, if the first if, season was good. If a show is the first season was good. If a show is at yes, least was. close to the truth, then I think people are really, really into it. Case in point, The West Wing, not like that's a good thing because I feel like a whole generation of political operatives have these really dumb ideas about the way the government should work based on Aaron Sorkin's idealism. But that's a whole other conversation for that another is, day. That, that sounds nerdy as fuck, but when I grew not up, for this podcast. Like when the West Wing was super, super relevant, you know, that was like a go-to show for people who were working in politics. Um, so I don't know. I guess it really depends on the level of realism in the show and I have no gauge for Empire because I also don't watch it. Fair enough. I see your point. Scandal season one was great. I'm just going to end really that gotta get that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to make sure people know. So, uh, what have you been playing this week, <laughs> Nick? What a transition. Um, on the home I'm screen my job. this week, <laughs> <laughs> you've been playing something that I've been playing, but I want to hear what you have to say about one of my favorite games. You know, cover-based shooters are not... They're fun. It's a different play style. I... You know, it's funny. I think we've talked about my experience with shooters. That I'm a you Mass name Effect it? shooter. They know what we're talking about. The Division? Mm-hmm. The premier cover-based shooter. <laughs> An astute gamer would have picked up on that. Possibly. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like from Mass Effect, like I was... I feel like the play style is very close to Mass Effect in that coveringness. You can't just be out in the open taking shots. But then in Destiny, you can be out in the open taking shots. It's kind of the point. So now I'm back to a game where I can't be out in the open taking shots. And you just get lit the fuck up in the division. Like it is. You really do. But yeah, in the division, you can't get shot at all. No. It's wild. It's super difficult. But yeah, so we, I played for on my own for a little bit, realized that all the campaign missions are pretty difficult to do solo. I don't know how people do. So I'm just like, ugh, match make me with these randos. Get me through this. And then we did the power leveling thing with you. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. I power leveled wrong, incorrectly. We, like, did the thing. And, you know, I have to, like, especially be in the cover because I'm just going to get one-shotted if I, like, peek my head out of cover. Although I must say I did a very good job. You did. You contributed to several kills. I did. From the corners, from the shadows. That's right. Um, we need a sniper. And then I was like, ugh, this is annoying. I can't really play. I'm like mostly just watching you and Jack play. Ugh, I just want to do it. So then I went to go play on my own again. And that was fine. Like I got to like level 20 with y'all. And then I went to go play again. And then I was like, ugh, I don't have the weapons that I... Or I don't have like the diversity of weaponry that I would like because I would only get like a few pieces that were appropriate to the level I got. Moral of the story is if you're going to power level, power level all the way up to 30 and don't halfway do it like I did. Just play the game or don't. (laughs) I'm almost certain that I warned you about that very explicitly before I started power leveling you. No. But whatever. The only one I got was that you'd be like, oh, it's going to be kind of like, uh, because you're not going to really be able to play. Mm. And I was like, fine, whatever. I kind of just like want to get through this. And then I was like, oh, I actually kind of want to play it like the right way. 
So for those of you who aren't aware, <laughs> The Division's gameplay loop really heavily relies on its missions. And essentially, when you get to the end game, you are just completing the same missions from the original storyline over and over and over again at really high level difficulties. And so to power level a new player, they just have to join your party and you can do the hardest content in the game with them along for the ride and they'll just get a ton of XP and you can really just boost people right to level 30. Yeah, it's kind of like you let your little sibling play right. xbox and you're like all right just join and <laughs> exactly. watch as i actually play the game but um you know i don't feel like you miss all that much because you're still experiencing the level and then right. when you get to the end game you're gonna have to do it a million times anyway you're gonna right. be able to quote the dialogue hashtag negative ramos so whatever fair enough although <laughs> i have plenty of 30 level gear that is just sitting in my stash just like you can't use this yet you stink but when you can Taunting use it, me. it's going to be glorious. I'm sure it will be. I have you pretty set up. I'm pretty sure you have a gear set like ready to go. Oh, thanks. Mm. I don't even appreciate all the things I do for <laughs> you when I have power level. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, well. But you're enjoying it overall? I am enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I see why people are so hype about The Division 2. But The Division 1 is a really good game. It is a really good game, and I'm really glad that they have taken the time to fix it. Um, There is a new patch coming out April 12th. Uh, I'll definitely be reporting back on that. Incredibly excited for it. It adds even more stuff to the game, another global event that's brand new. As far as we know, uh, there might even be some more gear coming. Along with that update, I'm pretty sure they've already confirmed some exotic weapons. And there are a bunch of even further quality of life improvements. A lot of the 1.8 patch updates and previously uh, previous patches were quality of life updates that just made the grind a little bit easier. You know, it's a grindy game, but uh, they didn't want it to feel too punishing. And I think they've really struck a chord. They struck a balance. And uh, Bungie should hire them. That was shade. Mm. <sighs> I guess. Uh, what else have you been playing? Marvel Strike Force, new mobile game. I have not touched it yet. It's really cute. I feel like Marvel puts out like a new mobile game every like, what, six months to a year. That's like decent. It's a market that I really don't pay that much attention to, but I Agreed. should be because most gamers are playing mobile games. That's very true. Um, but yeah, it's like a little it's a turn-based game. So you have like your little Strike Force. Oh, so like yeah, every, the name. you know. And it was it's funny because you're like, oh, there's Avengers and Defenders and Guardians and blah. They all have to get together. So like, you make yourself a little team. The turn-based game kind of just rotate around, and each person sort of has like their own little special thing that they do. So like some characters, like you start off with Spider-Man and an agent of Shield medic. So, like, Spider-Man doesn't really have anything, like, special that he does. He just, you know, webs and kicks around. But the shield, the shield person can heal everyone on your team. Ooh. And then I got, like... Gotta have a healer. Gotta have a healer. Um, I got Luke Cage. It's, like, my third character so far. And, like, his thing is taunting. So, he, like, will taunt the characters. And they only attack him. Which is great because he's Luke Cage. And his health doesn't go down as fast. So, then, like, as the characters are only focusing on Luke Cage each turn for a while and hitting him then i can use the other character blah so it's a bit of a strategy it's pretty easy so far i'm not that far deep into it i've only been playing it for a few days um but it's cute it's fun i like it 
Sounds like actually, Avengers Pokemon. Yeah, it, well, you're not like catching Avengers. I mean, they are. Some of them are stuck in. <laughs> Luke Cage was stuck in an orb. Whoa. That uh, so was in the possession so of the Avengers Kingpin for some odd reason. I, whatever. Um, but definitely, like, the mechanics are very much like a mobile game or one that's like more. Like, I couldn't imagine playing PUBG on the train just because it's so tactile and you have to really know the controls but like this one's just like hit this little attack and hit the thing and it looks great i'm always amazed with how great these mobile games look just because i don't play them and i'm like oh mm. shit this looks fantastic runs like crap on my doesn't play that well on my poor my poor old iphone four don't don't do that it's a size oh oh I don't know. Sorry, we don't have old. facial recognition and blah blah blah. <laughs> don't don't hate on my facial recognition. <laughs> How many uh, and emojis have you sent lately? Um, you I sent feature, one last That's week? what I thought. Oh no, you didn't. I send emojis to my little sister all the time. I want a receipt. Not right now. We're doing a show. Fine. Whatever. Lastly, in the home screen, um. We hit the high seas finally. Yeah, yes, that we was did. the most enthusiastic yeah I've ever heard in my life. Ahoy, matey! Arg, you were really into it at first Yo, too. Hello, you were really pirate trying problem. to talk all the and pirate a, talk, and you were R this and R that, and then about forty five minutes in, you started getting a little quiet, <laughs> and we were just hearing from you less and less. And then about an hour and a half in, I thought you were on mute. Um, I, and I was really into. I was like, pirate game. Here we go. Let's be pirates. Cause like you know, it's not a lot of times you get to play a pirate. You usually like, I don't know, a superhero or like some dude shooting aliens. Like, how often do you get to play a pirate game? Well, this one puts you to sleep. <sighs> it did. I. <laughs> I don't dislike the game. Mm. I think. Okay, first off. I'm really bad with directions. So this game is like very direction heavy. And if you're like... You've had trouble getting out of my apartment before. I had trouble going to my own apartment from... (laughs) Like, I'm the type of person who will like get out the subway and then open Google Maps and then like turn around physically so that way Google Maps is like facing the same direction that I'm facing. And then I'm like, no, this is silly. I can just rotate Google Maps. And then I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, where am I? And then I'm like, oh. At this corner, facing this, this is the, this explains so much it's about bad. PUBG. So, oh yeah, PUBG too, very bad, very bad. But at least PUBG has numbers. But like, there's no so like if you get separated, you get a little group. I don't know what do you call a group of pirates? Horde of pirates? A gang? A gang? They do act like a gang. I don't know. Whatever. A crew. A crew. A crew it's of a pirates. Crew, obviously. It's, oh yeah, it's a crew. A crew of the ship. Oh my god! Oh lord, We're idiots. We are. Um, so if you like are not following anyone, you just get lost. I'm like, where the fuck is everybody? I have no idea. I, got I don't lost understand all the time. why I can't see your gamer tag, even if you're literally across the map. I usually, I would, we would just like head to islands and then I would just be like, I don't know where anyone's going or I don't know what anyone's doing. I'm just going to collect materials and get lost going back to the ship. <laughs> I was doing that. And then I just got yelled at every time. Yeah. Where are you? Why are you, why aren't you, you're not going to help pull up the anchor. I feel like some people are going to hear this and feel some type of way. Hi, Tim. Oof. 
<laughs> at least you at, just put that at right in there. Um, friend of the show, Tim. Friend of the show, Tim. Gotta love him. But he's, I mean, he knew what the hell he was doing. I mean, we started the game and we were like, wait, what do you, because it doesn't tell you anything. Which it I like about games. It does not tell you a like, single thing. I'm like, where's the ship? Where do we go? What is going on? You sunk a ship within the first 10 minutes of us playing the game. It do was. Do not understand how I did it. An accomplishment. Impressive. It literally, it was the first time we got on the boat. It took like half an hour for us to get on the boat. All I did was turn the wheel, pull up the anchor, and then it sunk. <laughs> That's what And I was happened. like, what is going on? What the fuck is going on? But yeah, it, it looks great. The music's a lot of fun. I like the sort of open worldness of it, you know, and then, you know, you'll just be like, out and about and then ooh the ominous music comes or you're just on an island and then a skeleton arm pops up you have to fight the thing um it's cute it's a lot of fun the water looks great I don't know I just the gameplay for me I guess the you know how like I was like ah Intro to Kingdom Hearts 2 was so long I need my action I feel the same way I guess I'm just not maybe I'm just not for I can't play slower paced game like Quantum Break is kind of slower paced or like Life is strange. That's slower paced. I can do slower paced story-ish games. Um, the problem with Sea of Thieves, though, is that there never is an increased pace. Yeah. There At no point in the game loop is there anything where you're really ratcheting it up, except for the Skull Forts, which we didn't get to. Right. But apparently there's only so many times you can do that without that also becoming incredibly repetitive. Um, and just reading online, it looks like there's three types of quests. You and I managed to do two of the three types of quests last night. Right. And so really there's only one other thing for us to have done. Otherwise, you just keep doing the same mission types over and over and over again in different locations that are just simply not different enough to warrant, uh, yeah. you know, the way that you are just stuck in that loop. Uh, Which I, are, you can argue that, like, even, like, the division, you're like, well, you're just running right. up on niggas and shooting people the whole time. It's fine, but I feel like, oh, okay, there's a story here, or there is an incentive. I'm leveling up and getting better weapons. Things are f- more fun. Exactly. I think all video games are, you know, establishing a certain number of mission types and then having you go and do, do those types in different environments, but you are progressing. All of the progression in Sea of Thieves is cosmetic progression. And for me personally, in a first person game mode, I can't even see what my pirate looks like. Why do I care <laughs> what I, I have equipped? I didn't even think about I that. I can't see it. Yeah. What do I care if I have a mermaid on the front of my ship? I can't see it. Yeah. My sails, it doesn't like it doesn't matter if you have these cosmetic items or not. So what I've really I've given a lot of thought to this, and I feel like the reason why some of our friends really, really love this game and cannot stop playing it. And are we're so excited for us to play and are right now mad that we're not playing <laughs> Sea of Thieves with them. Sorry, Tim. Sorry, Bill. Um, you know, it it's it's for people who have the capacity to improvise uh their own gameplay mechanics. Maybe that's by way of role playing or some kind of mm. some kind of imagination that 
I don't want to say I don't have. I think I have an imagination. I think I can do role-playing stuff. You know, it's really fun to role-play in, like, Grand Theft Auto Online, for instance. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people doing that. I think a lot of those videos that I've seen on YouTube are very entertaining, and I would totally uh, play that. And I've done it a little bit myself. Mm -hmm. But in this world, because I'm not actually really getting anything from it, it seems like a cool thing that I might do once or twice a month with people when they, you know, convince me, but certainly not something that I'm going to go out and pay $60 for. Just like yeah. I'm not going to spend $50 on No Man's Sky. It's not happening. It's absolutely not going to happen. God bless Game Pass that I get this free trial in two weeks of Sea of Thieves where I can check it out. And maybe in that two weeks' time, something will change and I'll feel a little bit better about it beyond just the beautiful water, the beautiful skybox. You know, the game itself is super gorgeous. Everything runs smoothly. It's mm. just not compelling enough for me. I don't know. It's interesting because uh, I feel like the Bones of Feet group has been playing a lot of Minecraft lately. And I feel like there's a similarity in the type of, oh, you can just be in Minecraft and meander and do whatever you want and, you know, have fun. There's no technical progression in Minecraft no. either. Well, you can have, there is an option to do the end game thing if you want to, but you, I guess how most people play it is that you just, you know, do whatever the fuck you want. But even then, I think this, it's still more incentivized. Like, I built this thing. I collected these things to do this thing. I right, made a house. I house. made a castle. This I made a exactly. moat. I made a big, fiery I would feel very different about Sea of Thieves if, like, my crew, like, my clan had an island and we could build stuff on the island and going out and collecting chests and stuff was improving the buildings on the island. And maybe we had this, like, little port town and stuff. Like, there are just so many possibilities for a game like Sea of Thieves that I'm not completely writing it off because they very well could come back and, you know, add a bunch of stuff in. Right. Which but, is probably, I think having not a lot of content seems to be the overarching complaint, so I feel like it's probably going to happen. Right. It's just that I'll wait. I don't feel the need to, <laughs> gonna, yeah. you know, stick around and, and just keep sailing and sailing and sailing. Uh, my favorite part of the game was the accordion thing, and there's like four songs. So after a while, even I was annoying myself. Yeah, you were uh, you were really into that. I like a good sea shanty. That was my favorite part of Black Flag. Which, incidentally, you can be a pirate. That's right. Hmm. I'm still waiting on the Ubisoft pirate game. I I feel like it's coming. Maybe maybe pirates is like the new theme. Like ah, we're done doing space things. Let's make everyone pirates. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Nick, I have some corrections I have to make. What kind of corrections? Editorial. Oh, we have editorial we corrections. Editorial. <laughs> We're um, classy. We are very classy here at Game of Friends. Especially um, on the division. Exactly. Yes. 
like that. Anywho, um, it's first one. Deny. Guerrera. It not, is Deny. Not Dana. I'm very sorry, Deny. Um, Ambio. Sennheiser headset, not Amiibo. That's really Nintendo's fault, though. Yeah, because when you talk about games, I had mm-hmm. the you Amiibos. You had the Amiibos in your head. We, Did we they know. still make those things? I have no idea. Who knows? Um, just reading things late at night. Um, and for this next one, I think I just want to play the tape. Just roll the clip. I'm just going to roll the clip from, so mad. from last week's. Uh, Two weeks ago. I really feel like this could be a turning point. As far as I can tell, I'm not a huge uh, ninja watcher because I don't watch a lot of Fortnite. But mm-hmm. um, as far as I can tell, his uh, followers and subscriber count has like gone through the roof. Yeah, since and like the stream apparently is like super duper positive. It's like telling the kids to stay in school, all that kind of good stuff, which is great. I mean, good for I'm him. Here I, for it. I've heard mixed things, uh, and again, I don't, oh. I don't watch him. But you know, I have no reason to believe rumors for the sake of believing rumors. So if he's being all positive and everything's working out for him, then uh, good for, good for you. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 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 <sighs> so some shit happened. Do you want to explain? I don't know if I can explain without going on my rant. All right, let me. I'll do it. You fill in if you feel the need to fill in. Oh, I'll, I'll chime in. Yes. All right. So, in a recent stream on his channel, mm. popular Fortnite streamer, the most popular, the most popular streamer, and Fortnite streamer, Ninja, used the N word. In a stream. Insert Oprah GIF here. Yeah. So in this uh, in this stream, he was playing Fortnite. Was had a, a Logic song on. Um, Logic. By the way, we'll get into the details. Just <sighs> hold on. And was improvising lyrics, and in this improvisation, mm. used the N word hmm. twice, which is like really fun. I'm. Just a sidebar. It's funny. I'm I'm saying the N word when I use the word nigga on this show all the time, but whatever. You do say it a lot, but there are levels to this. There are levels to this, and that's basically the the gist of it. Um, so that happened. He deleted the stream shortly thereafter. Although the person he was streaming with did keep it up, and I did see or hear uh, his use of the word. It was very clear, despite the rest of it being inaudible garbage, because he can't rap. Yeah, um, that was... Well, let, let's break this down. Mm. First off, Logic. I don't think, A, that song... I know for a fact that song did not use the N-word. It doesn't have it in there, because doesn't have Logic there. doesn't use the N-word. At all. I don't even think Logic considers himself black, but mm. he definitely does not use... That word in his music. So in an outspoken way, like it is clear. Yeah, it's like he's not murky And I'm like, what? That's the thing that bothers me mostly about this is that he was improvising. It would be one thing if the song that he was rapping along to used the word because I've been in situations like that where I was like in high school and my white friends are like, "This is fine. We're gonna use the word," and I had to call their asses out then. I did it in college. It's 
that is that is one thing. That's actually two things, because what you're alluding to is that white people stay trying to say the N-word. You know when we went to that country concert, I was looking around. I was like, who's doing it? Who's going to make me feel uncomfortable <laughs> really here today? I was just like, mm-mm, right. I don't trust this. But the thing, it, you know, the thing that really bothers me is that it was completely improvised. And so you're improvising lyrics, and that's what you come up with just because it's a rap song. Is for Logic, who doesn't use that word at all? When I was in jazz band, I had to scat a lot. And I just can't imagine going on stage being like, scoop, do, 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 nigga. <laughs> like, that's not what comes to my head when I'm improvising something. I don't just have that word sitting ready to go. And it really bothers me that clearly this white boy does. He just has it ready to go, which implies that this is something he says a lot. This is something that he does on a regular basis. And frankly, let me not get into my rant. Uh, I hold his streaming partners and the streaming community at large accountable. Like, I'm actually more upset about their response slash lack of response than I am about the incident itself. Right. And I think, too, to sort of widen the scope, because I, I do It's not think all about him. It's not all about him. There is a much larger culture of saying racist shit and doing racist shit in the gaming community and on streaming. There was a whole bunch of... Actually, there was like a... I feel like these last two weeks has just been report after report of someone doing something racist. Case in point... KFC and PUBG promo, where they had a KFC emote. No black people work at Twitch, obviously. No black people work at Twitch. And, like, we get it, ha-ha, chicken dinner, but, like... And it was used in inappropriate ways, like, immediately. Because, like, what do you expect? One of the biggest streamers on Twitch actually has his own emote that is often used in a racist way. And he was just being harassed with KFC buckets. It's wild that no one made the connection that, hey, our community is kind of known for being toxic, but we're going to go ahead and allow them to plaster KFC buckets wherever they so choose. A bunch of streamers I read had banned the KFC bucket emote because they couldn't trust their chats not to be racist tools with it. That's that's sad. It's incredibly sad that that is like the culture that we expect out of all these gamers, but that isn't even the only one from this past two weeks. No, there's two more of note. Popular, was it Command Strike? I don't know, some game I don't give a fuck about. It's a commentator. Oh, Counter Strike. (laughs) I don't care. One of the biggest games in the world. Eh, Not for me. Anyway, this dude commentates on some game on a regular ass basis. And decided to just, like, did you see the video? No. I just do it just to make, like, in a, let me just make sure it is as bad as I think it is. Mm. And I embrace myself for it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he was just like, he just like straight up called someone that was just like, I'm the best. No, no, no. Uh. I think he used a hard R. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Told someone else later to basically kill themselves. I... Uh, and, like, the excuse was, like, well, and, like, people in the community were, like, well, he was intoxicated. I would tell him to not drink and stream. That is a problem <laughs> that when you're intoxicated, <laughs> you start yelling out racial slurs. Yeah. That's not What do okay they say? Uh, drunk words, sober thoughts, right? Exactly. Uh, and then there was the 
what's his eco eco i don't know i don't fucking know. i don't watch this kid anyway did and i think in reference to korean people and i'm just like can we and lied i was reading on pc gamer it was like oh no it's cool i'm korean and then someone in the chat was like bruh <laughs> you ain't korean you know? so i i just and this is within the past two weeks like Let's talk about that, though. There seems to be a theme when they defend themselves. It's all the same line. It's like the same racism defense writer is just sending out scripts to people. Right. They're always like, this isn't who I am as a person. Exactly. This isn't isn't my best self. So, you know, he's not that type of kid. Right. Oh, actually, you know, and before we even... I want to read Ninja's apology tweets to get into that conversation. Um, so here, here's his little thing. While I am confident that most of this is a misunderstanding, I recognize... I'm not confused at all. No, you're right. No one was confused. This wasn't a misunderstanding. It was a <laughs> I, really don't think, use... I don't think you've been misunderstood. Oh, no. Some people have been misunderstanding. Some, apparently, streamers have been like, oh, he was saying Monica. I haven't heard that since middle school. You know what that reminds me of? That scene in Beauty Shot with Queen Latifah and Kevin Spacey, and he's like on... So like, the thing on the on the monocore, and he kind of sounds like he's saying my nigga. And Quinity was like, "What? That's what that it reminds me of that bit." It it literally but like in real happened life. all the time though. Like <laughs> you know this. I think most black people know this. White people would say it and then be like, "Oh no no, you misheard. I was saying Monica." Like no, I heard what I heard, and you wouldn't even need to defend it if you didn't know what you just said. Exactly. But I looked at you different. And so you thought now you had a pass, and you know now that you didn't, and so you're backtracking. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway, please we're not even bullshit a sense. <laughs> it's the first tweet. I recognize that it's my responsibility to never let there be this kind of a misunderstanding. More than anything, I hate that any of my friends, fans, or viewers might feel disrespected. Feel disrespected. I'm sorry, you feel disrespected by me. It is my job, and hopefully I'm usually good at it. To make everyone feel welcome, valued, and safe to be themselves. So I apologize to anyone who might feel hurt because I never want that. It's my stream, and it's on me to make that right. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Tweet number three. The best way I could explain it is that I promise that I understand how much pain that work causes, even if it gets used a lot in music and elsewhere. It is a word historically. Wait, let me finish. It was a. It's a word historically used to divide people, and I'm about bringing people together. Okay, the. Well, it's using rap music excuse is bullshit. And quite honestly, that is like the biggest glaring like, oh, well, here's my excuse. It's used in rap music. It was not used, A, in all rap music. I know plenty of wonderful rappers who do not use the word, A. B, it was not used in the song that you were rapping because you improvised the lyrics to the song that you were rapping because you didn't know the lyrics. Three, you don't undermine your own apology by trying to give yourself an out. If you're actually apologizing... You're actually sorry. You take ownership of the entire problem that you created without a qualifier. You don't need a qualifier in an apology. All right, in the last tweet, I promise that there was no malintent. I wasn't even trying to say the word. I fumbled Mm. lyrics, got tongue-tied in the worst possible way. (laughs) 
fumbled your made up imaginary lyrics that you improvised. Sometimes when I don't know the lyrics to like music that I'm just listening to for the first time, I'm like, nigga. Aren't you supposed to mouth watermelon? Isn't that the the, the joke? Really? It, it's I water, don't know. If you don't know the lyrics to something, it's watermelon because it makes the most mouth movements. Watermelon. <laughs> I'm like mouthing it to myself. It's definitely not the you word nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. In film school, they taught Quentin Tarantino that any filler space needed to be filled with nigga. So maybe Ninja just went to the same program. Let me finish this. Again, I apologize for offending anyone and I appreciate you all rocking with me. Mm. I... <sighs> it's a bullshit apology. It's a bullshit apology. You're not holding yourself accountable, which... Oh, that brings me to my point when I was like, oh, well, you know, in high school and college, from first pictures, I actually thought this was a teenager, and I was like, I'm not going to go hard. Like, it's fine. He's a kid. He's got to learn. He's so, married. He's married. He's 26. He is a grown-ass man. And he's making half a million dollars he's a month. He's making half a million dollars a month. And what really irritates me about this situation is that a lot of the big publications have been like tiptoe. Well, he didn't mean it. Well, it's fine. This is a teachable moment. That's the thing that really bothers me is like when people and I and I've seen this on from you know famous people. I've seen this in like small niche activist communities that like when someone fucks up and decides to not take accountability, they're like, let's make this a teaching moment for everyone instead of being like. No, I fucked up. This is this is a moment for me. They're like, oh, now let's all talk about how, you know, we all need to be better. No, you need to do better. I don't understand how we live in a world where Dr. Disrespect cheated on his wife, told his whole community about it, took a leave of absence, and then came back with a completely different branding. None of that had an impact on his community. Right. His community wasn't his wife. Sure, I'm sure there are people in the community that are maybe upset by that kind of behavior. They feel personally, uh, you know, wronged when someone does something like that. But ultimately, this was not like a, a streamer on community kind of situation. But he did what I thought was actually very grown up and very appropriate. He was like, I need to take some time off and fix my life. I need to like figure myself out. I clearly am not on the right path. I need to get my shit together. And took the time that he needed to do that. I'm not saying that I like want to never see Ninja again and that he should just, he should just pack up and that, you know, a mistake like this means that you can't do anything ever again. But at the same time, the rumors that this is who he was were out there before this incident happened. Mm-hmm. And now this incident has happened and everyone is circling the wagons around him because he is a cash cow. Every time he does an interview with Kotaku, they're going to get a ton of clicks, which is why the article that Kotaku wrote about the situation was basically like, hmm, you know, it's like sad and it's not good and it's obviously bad, but I'm not going to stop watching him just like I haven't stopped watching PewDiePie. If you're still watching PewDiePie... okay, here's the thing about PewDiePie, though. PewDiePie, everybody knew about that shit. Like, I feel like that, (laughs) that, like, exceeded the gaming community by far. And you're like, oh no, this, I'm still, I'm still gonna rock with this, right? I, I think that that is endemic of the level of privilege that we're dealing with, where people, the majority of gamers who are vocal in this like corner of the world, are so clearly unaffected by this, it really right. doesn't bother them. My personal story, why I'm so 
so deeply frustrated with this situation is that, you know, I'm a marginalized person. I'm black. I'm queer. I like to play video games. Not that that's a marginalized identity, but inside of the community, it kind of is an extra marginalized identity. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's not just the societal drama of being black and queer. It is going into a party chat and not knowing whether or not someone's going to drop the N-word or call someone a faggot. Actually, you know, it was the Hood Oracle's tweet. God bless the Hood Oracle. I hope she's having a good day today. But within that tweet about the the comp the sadist or whatever however the fuck you pronounce that, um, a lot of people were there was just a threads after threads after threads of being like this is what's like being a black gamer. This is why I stopped playing online games because people are so racist. Yeah, it's a huge huge problem. So a streamer that I really got attached to in the Destiny One days um, made his chat out to be a safe space, which is why I kept coming back. He had a mod that was like openly feminist, which is silly that we say it as if it's something to be closeted about. But in the gaming community, there really are people who don't have a problem being overtly misogynistic as some kind of like gag, as some kind of troll. They think that it's humorous and fun to have these red pill attitudes. And Being in a chat moderated by an openly feminist person who was very clear about the chat not using any kind of racial slurs, not making people feel uncomfortable, and in fact, often having uh, sometimes uh, like theoretical discussions about things that we were reading and things that were on TV and like really breaking down the gender dynamics or the racial dynamics of the most recent Marvel, whatever, like it was a community that I grew to love. And that streamer streams a lot with Ninja. So after the whole blow up happened, I went to their Twitter page and I was like, you know, what do they have to say about this? Are they going to keep streaming with them? Are they going to assure me that they don't hold these same views and they're not condoning this? They're not co-signing it. So I go and find a retweet of a recent play session where I guess it was Ninja's first day back after taking his day or two break that he did. And uh, there was no qualifier. There was no, hey, you know, I just want to point out that what he did was inappropriate and we've had some kind of conversation. We've come to an understanding. I'm, you know, sure that he's not going to do it again. Like There was none of that. Yeah. It was just straight up. It was just straight up like. It's it's out there that I'm still playing with this dude. So I emailed him and, you know, asked straight up, like, what happened here? And it devolved really quickly into a really just sad defense of Ninja's behavior. It really boiled down to... Ninja does other good things, and because he does those good things, I think you should not be worried about this. And there is just something really obnoxious about white people trying to tell black people or any people of color how to feel about something racist that happens. I don't think that Ninja is a racist, but we are living in a colorblind world. We're living in a world where racism is abundant, but no one is a racist. So how exactly are you narrowing in on what is appropriate and what's not appropriate? 
And as far as I'm concerned, part of that is being very public with how you are discussing issues in the community. And so what it came down to was him asking me, well, what would you have me do? And I told him very explicitly, I said, I think that you should have put out some kind of statement that was like, listen, I'm not going to stop playing with him. I don't think he's a bad person, but I want to make it very clear to my audience that I've constructed over the past few years that you are still in a safe place, that I do still care about you and the community. All those things could have made me feel so much better, but instead it was just a complete double down. And it's frustrated me to the point where I'm actually going to be starting a database soon. I want folks to know that if they have a game that they like, there are a bunch of black and or people of color playing this game and that you don't have to subject yourself to these racist ass streamers because it's very clear that this is not an isolated incident. This is not all about Ninja, but in a lot of ways, it's about the community that enables Ninja, that allows for this type of behavior to flourish because no one is going to stop the money train. No one wants to be the one to get out in front and say, actually, this behavior is completely unacceptable. And yeah, maybe not streaming with him a few times a week is going to lose me some money, but I'd rather do the right thing. No one is making that choice. And I feel like there are so many Black streamers who are doing quality content. They're just as good at the video games, but they're not getting views. And I really want to change that. And I'm sick and tired of the current dynamics on Twitch. I think that it is just completely unacceptable. And as far as I'm concerned, I feel super betrayed. I feel like, uh, you know, I invested time and energy into this person and they just shat on me. I came to them with a legitimate problem, with a legitimate concern, and it was just a bunch of bullshit about why it was even inappropriate for me to bring it up as if I didn't have a right. And, you know, this is a conversation we've had before about what content creators owe their audiences and what audiences owe their content creators. And I think there is a fine line to thread there about what you can expect someone reasonably to do. But I think at the very bare minimum, making sure that your audience understands clearly how you feel about something and that you are, in fact, looking out for them is huge. And you can't just do it for five minutes on a stream and think that that is what counts. No, you have several public profiles. You need to use them because you are a public figure. Well, you could uh, cut that tension with a knife. <laughs> that was a rant. That that was a rant. You might need something like a machete to cut that one. Jesus. I'm mad, though. I'm yeah. mad. Yeah, understandably so. I get it. The thing is, like, it's not even about the word. That is a huge part of it, but it's mostly just... The non-apology. Why can't we just do right when you mess up? Like, if you if it really is a genuine mess up and you really aren't that person, it shouldn't be hard to do the right thing. Yeah. I think it's just, it's about accountability. And I think, we you know, a lot of times I'm seeing, you know, coming back into gaming, I'm like, oh, everyone's talking about the community and every, the streaming community. Everyone's this. We're all friends. We're all playing games together. Blah, blah, blah. And it's always, oh, it's, I just don't understand not wanting to hold yourself accountable. And, you know, and I, I was just thinking about the Rolling Stones piece. Uh, sorry, the Rolling Stone piece where he was like, you know, we have to do this for the kids and they're watching and blah, blah, blah. Especially someone who wants to hold themselves up at that level. 
Which I don't think you have to. I think that is a he choice. He put himself as a role model. He right. did that to himself. It's kind of like the like the Rihanna situation where everyone's like, Rihanna, you're not good for the kids. And Rihanna's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm making to music. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's different. Like, like yeah, I'll use the word because, A, I'm black. And this is my show. And this is a podcast, which I would liken to, like, an album. Right. And, you know, Twitch is a little different. You're kind of... I wouldn't use it on Twitch if I was a streamer. No, me neither. I might, it probably would slip a couple times, but if I'm being honest. But yeah, if you, he did, he kind of, you know, put himself up there on the pedestal. And if you're not holding yourself accountable, then what are you doing with the responsibility that you hold in such high regard? Honestly. Investing. Well, <laughs> you know, that's what it really comes down to. It's just money. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, a kid a few blocks away from me just got murdered by the police for holding a pipe. We don't have the opportunity to just let shit roll off our backs. Right. If it was a black streamer out here dropping racial slurs about white people, his whole world would have been burned down. Yeah. I don't know. I just I really do feel bad for any black people who were watching that stream and heard it live like right. for me it is no matter what the context is like it's from you know even in something as light quote unquote as this it's never not it's jarring. always jarring to hear that from a white person like you know i was I, watching Shaun of the dead and they dropped it in Shaun of the dead and i had to stop watching it completely took me out of the whole movie i couldn't handle it i couldn't believe it came up yeah why on earth did they need to say that? And that's how I feel most of the time when I hear it just drop so casually. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Just, if a white person says it, it's just like... All of a sudden, time stops. <laughs> like, <yeah>. what? <laughs> yeah. Lord, help us. So. I, we just need some black streamers to be even half as successful. <laughs> that would be great. There it is, y'all. <laughs> Lord, help us. That was a show. That was a show. We are done with our fourth episode. Fourth episode. Yay. Which doesn't even seem like all that much, but considering we do it every two weeks, it's actually two months of Gamer Friends. That's right. Ooh, I like that. We can cheat the time here because we're like, <laughs> wow, we're bi-weekly. It's two months <laughs> of Gamer Friends. If you haven't already, we're going to ask you to do all the things we've already asked you to do. Tell you a Gamer Friend. Tell a Gamer Friend. A f- a few gamer friends. A few gamer friends. <laughs> We're at Gamer Friends Pod on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us, Gamer Friends Pod. We're just repeating it so you hear it twice. And uh, we like would a Christopher love... Nolan movie. You just gotta keep circling back to the point. That way, everyone knows that you made a point. Uh, and we would love it if you would rate and review. We found out that we need twenty of these to actually have a rating. Because right be cool. now it says, no it says no rating. We'd love to be rated. A five. A five would be preferable. A five would be preferable. We would love you if you give us a five. Um, <laughs> but please, rate us. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. And uh, we'll see y'all in two weeks. We're going to see you in two weeks. Deuces. Bye. <laughs>